0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. First and pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, first and pod, every game, every week, every team. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. subscribe. Great review coming to you at the conclusion of Saints Cardinals, which we can get to. We'll get to week seven, but we actually are going to start with Chiefs Niners, probably the biggest game of Week 7, because we called it. Christian McCaffrey has been traded. Everyone always likes to point out, Pony, when we get things wrong. But first in pod, the first to say, the Niners made the most sense as a destination for Christian McCaffrey. A second, third, and fourth in 2023, and a fifth in 2024 in exchange for Christian McCaffrey, your thoughts? They gave up
1: a lot. You know, he's not, he's under contract for, I think, three years after this. So it do, it's not technically a one bite at the apple, all in on 2022 thing, Danny. But it kind of feels like it because you never know. Look at McCaffrey to this point with his injury history. I mean, he's having a really good year. You think with uh, Shanahan and with better players around him, They can make him even better in San Francisco. But, I mean, they gave up everything. This is like a Mike Ditka situation for Ricky Williams. The cupboard is bare in next year's draft because of Trey Lance and now this. So for me, the Niners with Garoppolo back at the helm, with Bosa trying to get healthy, with Trent Williams trying to get healthy, now McCaffrey to go with Samuel and Ayuk in their offense, this is it no NFC championship game ceiling no lose the super bowl like this is it now you get Christian McCaffrey you're paying a running back this kind of money and you give up this many draft picks you've got to win now and i'm not confident that they will i think it's hard even with Shanahan's great work with running backs in their scheme there's really no precedent for a guy like this getting traded midseason and elevating a team to a super bowl unless you count Odell Beckham Jr. And he got injured in the Super Bowl
0: last year. So I gotta say, I love the trade though. I I I respect- For both sides, for both teams? Yeah. 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 I I mean for, for Carolina, it clearly makes sense. You got you got four draft picks for a running back when you're rebuilding and you weren't gonna get a first round pick, but you ended up getting four picks. So for Carolina, it clearly makes sense. Uh and you probably felt like you had to pay a premium or receive a premium. In order to trade him in the NFC, uh, which was one of the only hesitations we had when we named the Niners as the team that made the most sense. So I think for Carolina, it's an easy sell. Well, we
1: also didn't know if the Niners wanted to trade more picks after the Lance deal. That was the other thing we
0: put, the other asterisk we put on it. Right, but from a football standpoint, for contenders, it's the best fit because of what you mentioned with Shanahan. Because of the fact that they do have Garoppolo, so they're limited, but he is a check down quarterback. So he, I mean, we, we saw it in the the Thursday night game. Like D- Dalton is a guy who has problems throwing the ball down the field, but he can check the ball down to guys like some quarterbacks are just better at it because they're limited. And it's, it's their limitations that make them good at dumping the ball off the running backs. And that's exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo is. It, it fits perfectly for what the Niners are. And I'm obviously with you. It's a Super Bowl or bust type of trade. I mean, it's going to be hard to make the argument that if they win the NFC Championship, you know, that's something that you celebrate. That's something that you get a trophy sure. for. It's going to be hard to make the argument that winning an NFC Championship and losing a Super Bowl, you made a mistake. But I think that this is also less need and the Rams influenced right there in their own division, right there in their own backyard. F them picks. Teams are coming to the realization that draft picks are lottery tickets. And if you're close, like if you're if you're the Bears, if you're the Steelers, if you're not close, acquiring lottery tickets is how you get good and what you need to do if you're Carolina. But if you're close and the Niners clearly are close, especially in the wide open NFC, what good is a fourth round pick? When you can go out there and get a difference-making offensive weapon and, in your mind, make yourself the favorites in the NFC or at least co-favorites with the Eagles. So I, I will always respect aggression if it's calculated aggression for a good team. They're a good team that's trying to be great. So I respect the hell out of the move. For well, the
1: uh, uh, yeah, but it's, it's a massive overpay because, in one respect, you're right, like – there is now, I think some of the new age progressive thinking is, I would rather have the sure thing, give me the player that I can plug in and watch him make a difference now compared to keeping my fingers crossed that the draft pick pays off. But dude, they did this for a running back. And they did this for an injury-plagued running back. The all, the, the modern thinking on running back is also that they're fungible and interchangeable, especially Oops. in that offense. That's the other part of it. Moster Wilson Mitchell, like all those guys, put well, up. They haven't
0: numbers. been this year. What's that? They haven't been this year for, for 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 San Francisco, and they got rid of some of those guys, and they got by far the most talented dude to play in, to play in that system. I, I, I don't I don't disagree with that, but you can easily
1: make the case that with any of the four picks the Panthers got back, they can draft a running back in one of those spots who is as soon as next year will be better
0: than Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, well, well, yeah, we'll see. But again, none of those players can play for the Niners this year. None of those players can play for the Niners in, in this pursuit
1: of a Super Bowl. Let me ask you a question. If the Giants were out of it, and another team had made the same exact trade for Saquon Barkley and gave up four picks, would you be fine with that too?
0: It... Well, the difference is, is that you have to pay Saquon. You have cost certainty with McCaffrey, but
1: the cost certainty isn't good. It's still over ten million dollars a year. You don't well, want anything like well, that. Well,
0: I mean, it's a ne- bad
1: contract.
0: The newer the contract, the more expensive it's it's going to be. I'm with you, man. I thought that the Saquon pick was ridiculous. I'm not a fan of overpaying uh, for running backs, but there's a huge difference in the second overall pick in the draft. And mid-round picks, second, third, and fourth, and I know those are high picks, but I mean, Belichick drafted a running back with the last pick of the first round. Andy Reid drafted a running back with the last pick of the first round. You can make low draft pick investments in running backs because you want to have cheap guys. on And conference. those were bad picks, though. To be to be honest, uh, right. But I'm saying it's. But it's well, it, they, they they were. Clyde Edwards O'Laire is still contributing to, to, to the Chiefs. He's obviously been a bad pick. He's obviously been disappointing. I, I agree with that. But in terms of straight investment in position, I don't think it's a bad pick. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like, though it's a bad pick because it didn't work. If you would have drafted Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey with the 32nd pick in the draft, that is not a bad draft pick. You can absolutely Make that work, that contract work, that level of cost control work for a running back. You can't make the second overall pick work for a running back. So I, what offensive player is going to be traded this year that would help San Francisco win this Super Bowl more than Christian McCaffrey? I don't think there is one. But so then, I mean, I you got to respect the aggression. Well, but
1: let me ask you this: Do you think they're better than the team they're playing Sunday afternoon as a result of this trade?
0: Well, they don't have to be until the Super Bowl. Well, right. But let
1: me. What do you think? No, of course not. Me neither. So
0: that's that's
1: the other part. They
0: could they could have traded for Justin Jefferson, and
1: I wouldn't have thought that. Well, I don't know. Well, here's the thing: This gets back to the Garoppolo situation. Is that as long as he is your quarterback? You can make moves that, that you know, do lift you up the NFL totem pole. But at the end of the day, people like you and I are still going to say that, yeah, it should be Super Bowl or Bust because of the moves they've made for now, but they're not actually that kind of team. Look, like, we love their defense, and we love their 53-man roster. And their coach. coach. Yeah. I am just going to say their coach. But they're putting Jimmy Garoppolo in a situation here, in my opinion, where they're going to have to win a Super Bowl like the Eagles with Foles, or yes, you know the Giants with Jeff Hostetler, or the you know the Bucks with Brad Johnson. Like it can happen. I'm naming examples of that, but the quarterback's in the sidecar; he's a passenger. It can happen, but I'm just saying that's a you're threading a needle, and you gave up a lot to try to throw a
0: perfect pass to win a
1: Super Bowl, basically.
0: Uh, yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. I that I agree with everything you said. I won't make a counter argument to it. But again, I I do respect the aggression of it and they will say that they think that he will help Trey Lance next year. And now if listen, if they lose in the divisional round of the playoffs, it's obviously going to be very 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 difficult.
1: And you it's, hold your breath with the injury stuff with him, not only because of his yes. history, but just because of the demands of the position.
0: Yeah, and and because of football, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a fascinating trade. It's obviously much riskier for the Niners than than it is the Panthers. But man, and and part of this, admittedly, like I'm is informed by how bad I think the NFC is. Yeah, like they have to beat. They, they have to beat at this point. They don't have to really worry about Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or a team with a much better quarterback than them. They have beat Jalen Hurts, who is good and would be a top three MVP finisher as of this moment. But Jalen Hurts is not a proven commodity NFL playoff quarterback. They don't have to – it's not a murderer's – they don't have to go through Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes just to make it to the Super Bowl. They got to go through Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, I do think between now and the end of the year,
1: obviously, there'll be a couple of teams that are under the radar of that pop up. And and frankly, going off the Thursday night game with Arizona, you know, look, they, they got two pick sixes. Andy Dalton, I think, said F it. I'm probably never going to start another game in the NFL because Jameis is going to play next week. So I might as well just let it rip, which I actually admire him for because That's not the way he typically plays. So he cut it loose and it backfired, and they lose the shootout. But the interesting thing about Arizona, I would feel like this. If the Hollywood Brown injury didn't happen, you can crush Kingsbury, which we do. You can say Kyler has his weaknesses as a quarterback that prevent him from being a top 10 guy. But fuck, man, if they had Hopkins and Brown they would get to me. They'd be they'd be super interesting, and they would be. A, you talk about San Francisco's weapons. That would keep defensive coordinators up at night. Those two guys on the field. They were eight and two last year when Hopkins played, and now they've got two number one wide receivers if they can get them on the field at the same time. Danny.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, I, you grade everything on the curve because if you get healthy in the NFC, you clearly have a path, even if you're a flawed team, and they're a flawed team. Uh, well, you bring up all the time. Kyler's best is really
1: freaking good. You don't correct. know when you're going to get it, but right. you give him those two dudes plus Ertz in the middle, Rondale that's, Moore. I mean, that's a lot of weapons, man.
0: It, it's, it's. I mean, it's why they made the moves. Like they, they, they paid Kyler, made an insane trade for Hopkins. And I know I'm doing this out of order, but made an insane trade for Hopkins, paid Hopkins, paid Kyler, traded for Ertz. Like yeah. Got Hollywood Brown. Like they went all in to support their quarterback, which is another thing that I generally speaking respect. Uh, but I do think they're still a flawed team. I think they're a flawed team defensively. I thought that this game, you know, Dalton, you said he let it rip. I mean, he got let down. Uh, callaway has got stone hands <laughs> like that. I mean, Jesus, like. That that guy shouldn't be playing and he won't be. Well, he won't
1: be because the other two guys are hurt right now. Yeah,
0: when Thomas and Landry come back. But, like, I mean, he and then the pick six to Isaiah Simmons, my guy. uh, I mean, that was a horrible throw, but there's not a lot of 6'4, 240 pound linebackers that that are running to the left and can reach back with their right hand, one handed snag that, and then pick six it to the house. That is an elite level athletic play. My guy is, is at this point has a forced fumble in the Raiders game in overtime, a 13 tackle game against the Eagles, and then that pick six tonight on Thursday night football. And he's got a couple of duds. He had a rough game against the Chiefs uh, in, in the opener. He's got a three tackle game. Like he's, you know, he's been hit or miss, but he doesn't have a lot of support. I still think that he is a absolute if
1: Arizona's tough. like a seven seed if they could get their way to nine wins yeah if I was a two seed I don't want I would not want to play Brown Hopkins I agree Murray, and then Watt Buddha Baker and Simmons
0: on defense I agree I agree they're uh, I mean you will feel like you have the coaching advantage and yes. this is their first home win in a calendar year so they're clearly flawed. Like, I'm not ready to say I'm scared of Kingsbury. Yeah, and, and Murray shit his pants in the playoffs last year and Call of Duty comes out this week. Right, well, that's the thing. They won in a Call of Duty week. That's big. And <laughs> he, he was limping in the fourth quarter. He was kind of gimping around, maybe setting himself up to miss a practice or two <laughs> uh, to get to get some extra time in. But but yeah, win, winning a Call of Duty week game is, is huge for them. So, all right, so that's Thursday night football. We did... Uh, I mean, just briefly, just on the Chiefs side of it, you know, the idea of that game feeling like a Super Bowl preview, I'll just say yes, because we've seen it in a Super Bowl, and we clearly think that those are two teams that can get there. I wouldn't say it's the most likely Super Bowl matchup, but given how weird uh, the NFC has been this year, and yeah, maybe you don't have the Chiefs as the one seed right now in the AFC, obviously, because of Buffalo. Like, those are two of the top five teams you would say you'd expect to meet in Arizona. So I, I I will say that, yes, even coming off last week where, you know, we had Eagles-Cowboys, yep. we had Chiefs-Bills. Like, it was, a, it was a much better slate of games on paper last week than it is this week. That game should get big-time billing because of the potential for those teams to meet in February.
1: Yeah, Kansas City, I think, yeah, of course. I mean, after Buffalo, they're the obvious second choice in the AFC universally. They've earned that. They they get the benefit of the doubt because of all the AFC Championship games they've been to here, and because of how great Mahomes is. But they've got to figure out, like Mahomes, seventeen touchdowns and has been great. But their secondary, they've got to get those guys healthy and then figure out if they're good or
0: not. Because well, they got, they're me, playing they're, a lot of young players. Like they they got to get they got to get the secondary. Well, there's boomer
1: bust potential back there. For them to lose games in December and in January where they just don't get, again, they don't have the ball last
0: and their defense can't stop people. We're back to that bullshit. Would you, so Kelsey moves money around, says that there's a move coming on him and his brother's podcast. If I said to you, you get one, Odell Beckham or Robert Quinn, who do you want for the Chiefs? I'd rather have Quinn. 18 and a half
1: sacks last year.
0: I know, I know. He hasn't shown up this year. And I feel like they're not one player away on defense. And, like, maximizing what they're great at feels like it maybe should be the move. Von Miller trade. Right. No, I, I, he's not Von Miller. He's not Von Miller. Von Miller light. Von Miller light. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're clearly going to do something, is the point. So, like, they are not a finished product because of youth, because of health, and because of that cap space. But I agree with you. They're they're a flawed team. It's not nearly the best Chiefs team we've seen in the last five years. What are your expectations for Dak, Lions, Cowboys? You know, not very high,
1: actually. Because I think Mike McCarthy is going to tell Kellen Moore to basically play it very safe with him in this game. Because... The 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 Cowboys pass blocking win rate is last in football, so I think if they have him like he did in Week One, try to sit back there and make plays, you know that could spell disaster for them. So given the fact that their line is played better, their run blocking better, uh, I'm just the way their defense is played, you could probably beat Detroit in your sleep at least. That's how they're probably looking at this game. I don't know. I think they kind of want, at least for this game, Danny, I know you got to avoid the temptation because Detroit's defense is garbage.
0: That, yeah. But I
1: think they're going to try to just take the formula they've used with Cooper Rush and ask Dak Prescott to do it.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that we're probably within 90% agreement here. I, I think that you want to... Play it safe, working him back in as much as you can play it safe in a league where the worst team can beat the best team because it's the NFL and it's not college football, right? Yeah. Like you can't overdo it in that way and play scared and like that just doesn't work in this league. Everyone's too good, everyone's too close to each other. Uh it's the perfect opponent. Right? It, it's just it's a perfect spot. For for him to come back, the Lions' defense is atrocious. Their secondary has been bad. Like, but I can- also
1: think it would be just so classic Cowboys to lose this game and just create a drama. Yes, yes,
0: I agree completely. <laughs> uh, and
1: Jerry's outside the locker room after the game, and he's just—he looks like he just watched his dog die. <laughs> he's just completely morose. Just Johnny Walker
0: Blue on an IV. Yeah, what is three. it with you
1: and his Johnny Walker Blue obsession? Do you know that that's a real
0: thing, or do you just assume
1: that? No, because it's he's a, a rich real fan.
0: Okay. Uh, Don Van Natta did a profile on Jerry Jones, whatever it was, like five something years ago, and he was like, he, every time they talked, he like was offering him Johnny Walker Blue. There was just Johnny Walker Blue, and was the that office. flow?
1: Arconi Award ceremony
0: that you were at the other day? Was that Johnny Walker Blue friendly? Dude, no. Uh it's radio. So it, <laughs> it, 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 so it's no. Uh, but I will say I drank quite a bit uh before, during, after the entire experience. on your dime? Uh some on my dime, some on Odyssey's dime. Oh. Thank you to Mitch Rosen and the the expense account for pre and post ceremony. We did tequila shots to drown our sorrows. I mean, Greg Hill, really? I lost <laughs> to Greg Hill, Pony. I lost. Hey, to Greg you were P-
1: nominated, man.
0: That's- I was. Oh yeah. So I, I I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, you know my wife Stephanie. She's very nice. She's sweet. We're out having a very nice sushi dinner the night in New York City beforehand. Yep. It's like a pre-Marconi celebration, a pre-birthday celebration. And she, the whole time, she's like, you're going to win. You're going to win. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't think so. And I said some version of, you know, it's just an honor to be nominated. And she said that she had been drinking. She goes, that's what losers say. (laughs) So good. It was so good. Was that a turn on or turn off? Turn on in the moment. And then I was just busting her balls all day. The day married to a loser. The day, right, exactly, and then afterwards, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm a loser," and just, oh man, I was twisting that knife in her. It was good,
1: Danny. The Steelers Dolphins game that I'll be up watching on Sunday night. How do you feel about Tua's return now that he's, you know, been very graphic in his commentary of what happened in Cincinnati, and now just a few weeks later, uh, a spectacle in prime time, where. All the football world's going to be watching and probably collectively holding its breath every time he's on the field Sunday night. It's uncomfortable. Yep.
0: It's it's uncomfortable and but there's two things. Is it irresponsible? We don't know that. Does like, it feel irresponsible to you? It what it feels like is that. The cognitive dissonance that we all do because we've all been informed by Dr. Bennett Omalu and CTE and the movie with Will Smith, Tell the Truth. You're Christian lewinsky's
1: of the world, people like yes, that.
0: And concussion settlements and... Dave Durson and Junior Sayow, and tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Jovan yep. Belcher, that I covered up close and personal in Kansas City. Um, we know, we know, this is a, not an opinion, it is a fact that brain damage is a byproduct of football. We know it. And we also know that. A guy like Troy Aikman, who got a ton of brutal hits and concussions during a career in an era when we didn't know about all of this stuff, seems to be largely fine. And guys who say, oh, I had one or two concussions maybe, can be the guys who have the worst impact of it. It, We are not at a point yet where we can predict with certainty which hits cause it. It's more about sub-concussive hits. It's about repeated head trauma. And some people are more susceptible to it than others. People don't like that nuance being injected into it. So it's uncomfortable because we saw what happened to Tua. Then we saw it happen again. We saw the protocol fail. And we saw all the ugliness around it. But these players nowadays in 2022 and for the last few years, frankly, have made it a lot easier on us to put that part of it aside because they are going into it willingly and knowingly. There is no more debate or secret, right? In the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, the NFL was denying it. They were big tobacco back in the day. So like I personally, yeah, was a little squeamish about the Tua thing, but at this point, man, if he's been cleared and he wants to play, He knows the risks going in. He's not going to retire. If he does retire, that's his choice. But he's not going to retire, so he's going to play. So I know this is long-winded, but I think there's like a little bit of nuance here. We do not know if Tua is going to suffer from long-term brain trauma any more than we do about Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddell or anyone else on the Dolphins. We just happen to see two brutal hits within a short period of time for a specific player. But we don't know what's going to happen 20 years into the future for these guys. None of us do. Well,
1: all that I think is very well said. But if he hits his head on the turf Sunday night on an innocuous play that's not even a brutal, dirty play, and he's down, the reaction of most of the watching world will be, why was he out there in the first place? Again, but what, so what's the answer? He never plays again. No, I don't think, no, I mean, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's the right answer,
0: but but. but my point is, is that if they waited another two weeks and he got hit and he had another concussion because of a random play or a heavy play, a dirty play, whatever the case may be like that moment of squeamishness, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. Right, like whenever Tua plays football again, we are going to have that feeling if he. Well, I I would just ask, and I'm not again. You know, I don't pretend to be a
1: doctor here, but how many NFL players in the last few years, since we've gotten more information and the policies have changed, and the NFL has been more transparent and more supposedly uh, vigilant about this, how many guys have suffered three concussions in a month's time? Because that's what he's potentially facing if it were to happen Sunday night again.
0: Right. I don't know the answer. I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it's, and, and, and that is super scary, right? Like the two and five days and dude, absolutely. Like I, I just want to be very clear. And I think I was, I'm not minimizing it at all, but these guys at this point do know the risks. Yep they just do like they, I wouldn't do it. Are you kidding? Like maybe I'll let my kids play flag football, but like even that I wouldn't want them to like get the itch so bad to love it to play. And obviously my kids are not going to be crazy, great athletes. Like, so I'm not going to have to really worry about it, but like I don't want my kids anywhere near high school football, you know? So I just, I'm obviously squeamish about it, but I just think on a practical matter, Tua knows what he's signing up for. And he's been cleared. And so he wants to play, and his team obviously wants him to play. And I don't have a better alternative than him going out there. And isn't Kenny Pickett going to play? Well,
1: it depends what happens with the independent doctor on Saturday morning. Because the Steelers doctors are saying he's good. But as someone that's getting paid by the NFL – who just watched what happened with Miami and the fact that they're playing Miami, Yeah, that person going to say, yeah, seven days later, he's good to play. I have my doubts about that. From everything I've heard, he looks good and the Steelers are preparing him to start and acting like he's their starter with no contingency plans whatsoever. They've given Trubisky zero first team reps, but we'll see if that doctor who really works for the NFL wants to put his or her fanny on the line and give the guy the the green light Sunday. But then aren't they
0: opening that. themselves up if they do play him to the exact same thing that Miami yes. opened themselves up? Yeah, do? I
1: talked about that on my show all week. That's yes. why I'm not sure that independent doctor is going to want to do that, Danny.
0: No, I understand, but look, like, but my I guess my point is is that the Steelers do, yeah, and Kenny Pickett does, which is like the whole thrust of this thing. And you got to protect these teams from themselves and the players from themselves, and it's why the system failed Tua and all of that. But like, if he clears that protocol, they're going to play him. And then if he gets another hit, the whole storm is gonna start up again. But I think we just have to acknowledge that that is inherent in football. That is it is just is if you are playing that game, you are suffering brain damage. And the question is, how bad is it going to be? It is a part of the game. It's not a side effect of the game, it is a part of the game.